0: about COVID right now Could I, can I I start out with that I, I got a, a few emails this week uh, asking whether or not we would be required uh, to, to uh, wear masks here this Sunday and, and I, I want you to know I have no disrespect for our governor I, I, I think some of us are misunderstanding where the battle is and uh, and, and so I, I just I'm gonna say a couple things And I I just feel it'd be inappropriate if you clap because many of you are going to agree with what I say. And not knowingly, if you clap, that excludes everyone who doesn't feel the way you feel. And the things that I'm going to say aren't about scriptures that we agree on. But they're about things that we're facing in this generation. So thanks for your kindness and your patience to listen to me. Uh, Please know if you wore a mask in this morning, you're welcome here. I know a lot of us didn't, and uh, there are reasons behind that. But what a horrible thing that people would come to our church or visit our church, and if they wear a mask, if they're wanting to protect you, or protect a loved one in their family. What a terrible thing for them to feel judged by you or excluded by you. How many would never want that to happen? You're godly people, you're wise people. We currently have a family up in the hospital with COVID. I'm concerned for them, aren't you? Of course you are. Uh, the, The pastor in Medford, Uh, Ryan Roden amazing young man him and his wife Uh, his brother died last week I was 40 years old left four children and a wife uh, died of COVID and uh, you know amazingly healthy athletic it's interesting how uh, You know, the Bible says, that this is not applied to viruses, <laughs> but the Bible does say the rain falls on the just and the unjust, and, and uh, sometimes life is very confusing. Why godly people or good people go through horrific agony. And in our human nature, we ask, our, how can that be right? I wish I knew the answer. <laughs> I'd put it in a bottle and sell it and uh, be very wealthy. God reserves the right to be God. And so we walk humbly. Uh, We don't say, tomorrow I'm going to do this and do this and accomplish this. We we say, if the Lord wills, I think this is where he's leading me. Isn't that true? Isn't that the way we live our life? So... Uh, I'm concerned, and I know you are. I'm not fearful. I I think there's a difference between those two things. I'm concerned, but I'm not fearful. I, I want to be careful, and I want to encourage you, please, be careful. I'm not saying my decision is wise. And I'm not making my decision... in rebellion against any political party or in any disrespect for the appointed authority by God in this state. I just couldn't bring myself to wear a mask this Sunday. And I couldn't bring myself to asking you to wear a mask. It's my first week back from vacation. <laughs> I didn't even know we were having this outbreak. I didn't want to look at the news for three weeks. I didn't check my email. I didn't look at my phone. Well, that's not true. I checked a couple of things on my phone. If, if the rate increases, we may have to for the sake of safety. We need to, I want to provide an atmosphere for people that are afraid to be able to come to church. Don't you? <laughs> So I just think I, I, I just think we're having trouble and 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 I I probably won't say this as well as maybe some could, but I think the church, the body of Christ is having trouble discerning the kingdom of God right now. I'm, I'm very concerned about that. We're having trouble discerning. Um First Corinthians chapter eight verse one. Here's what the Apostle Paul said. In fact, John, I think I added that verse uh, so you could, you could put it up. I'm not into the sermon yet, so it won't be part of that, but it will be the first verse probably that, that Sonia gave you. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. It says, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. How many believe the word of God? Okay, let's read it together. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies okay many of us here this morning have a lot of knowledge you've watched videos on YouTube uh, from this expert who you know he knows why masks aren't effective and some of you have watched videos that explain why masks are, 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 are effective hallelujah okay some have watched videos on why we should get a vaccine some have watched videos on why we shouldn't get a vaccine knowledge puffs up but love edifies I, I, I respect the right for you to be a thinking person I don't like it when other people make decisions for me and what I should do but I haven't given been given that responsibility for the state I've been given that responsibility for me and so this morning based on my teeny knowledge and lack of wisdom I made a decision I don't want to ask the church to wear a mask. I'm not saying that's wise I'm not trying to be disrespectful I'm just saying for me that's how I felt and it's very important for you to understand that your decision is your decision but the Bible says knowledge puffs up but love edifies And I think it's very important for us to respect one another. When we walk into a store, I'm going to say it, some of you are going to hate me, hallelujah. It's very disrespectful if you walk into a store and it says, mask required, and you don't put one on in defiance and rebellion. That's very respectful, disrespectful to that business owner. You wouldn't want people to walk into your house and not respect that it's your house. Would you? Of course you wouldn't. None of us would want that. That's why I have a mask in my pocket all the time. The other day I walked into Starbucks and it says mask required, so I put on my mask. I was the only one in there with a mask. So I asked the guy behind the counter, you know, do we have to wear a mask? And he kind of looked at me like, "Yeah, of course I couldn't see because he had a mask on. <laughs> I hope you know my heart, what I'm trying to say. I, I just think it's super important for us to fight for the things that Jesus died for. I mean, if Jesus carried a cross... and died for your sake could you carry a mask and put it on for the sake of someone else isn't it possible that demons are just stirring up division in the body of Christ I'm not saying he is. I I don't think Satan would want to take an opportunity like this to stir up division, because, you know. (laughs) Satan is very polite. Now, if I keep talking, I'm not going to have any time for the sermon. I am having fun. I just want to encourage us, as as, as your friend... As a brother in Christ, and as someone the Lord has asked to be a pastor, I just want to encourage you to be respectful. Knowledge puffs up. I know we all think we're smart. We all think we know better than everybody else. It's in me just like it's in you. The Bible calls that sin. But knowledge puffs up and loves edifies. So let's... Let's honor one another in love. Um, if, if, if if someone walks into church on Sunday morning, they have a mask on, well, let your mask. Have one in your pocket, put one in your purse. You know, I know we don't like that, but wouldn't that communicate respect? I know most of us don't have masks on, so this doesn't apply a lot, but wouldn't it be great now I'm not telling you you have to do this this is not a rule but wouldn't it be respectful if you were if you walked into church and it was a little crowded and you couldn't find a seat by someone you knew oh that'd be awesome (laughs) revival would break out (laughs) wouldn't it be awesome if you walked in and you couldn't find a seat by someone you knew but there was one somewhere but the person there was wearing a mask wouldn't it be awesome if you had the love and humility for their sake to pull out your mask i know you can't breathe as well when you're singing by the way all of you are fanatics anyway you know you sing with all your heart you jump up and down and i i Sorry, I just have a facetiousness in me that, that uh, I guess what I'm saying is um, I, I want to apologize to the people that are wearing masks that this might feel disrespectful to you. And my apology there, you are welcome here and I, I've got a mask. If you come up and talk with me I, and, and you're wearing a mask, it's on. And uh, if I come up and say good morning to you uh, here in the life of the church, I'm putting it on. And I don't know whether in a week or two weeks, if, if, if the numbers spike like they're currently beginning to move toward, uh, if they spike, we might have to start wearing masks or you might have to stay home. Uh, if you are, uh, you are at a place where uh, you, you might be vulnerable, um, we do have our services online. Uh, they aren't perfect, they're not TV quality at this point, we're working on it. Uh working on a couple more cameras. We're working on a separate uh, whoa, separate sound system so that um, it, we, we can do a little bit better quality with our sound online up to this point. We're kind of limited. It goes through that thing back there called a soundboard. And then we have to work with the mud that it throws out because it's not designed to do live feed. So we're, we're working on that. We've purchased the computer. We don't know how it runs, but... Uh, Okay, enough of that. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm supposed to be done. Yep. Well, let, let's, uh, Lord, I just pray for the Sunday school teachers right now <laughs> and those in children's ministry. Grace, grace, say it with me, grace. Okay, so we're in Ephesians chapter four th- this morning. Uh, special thanks to the brothers. I- I'm gonna shorten this a lot, by the way, just so you know, we'll probably be 15 minutes. I'll try to hold myself to that. Um, special thanks to the brothers who uh, shared while I was gone. I thought they did an amazing job, and I-, I might, if I have uh, time, I might-, might make reference. Thank you. Appreciate Kelly and uh, David and, and Philip I took away something from each one of the messages I don't know about you but when I listen to a sermon uh, I chew the meat spit out the bones uh, you know I'm looking for what Jesus is saying in the midst of it and sometimes he's saying something to you and sometimes he's saying something to me and I got something really valuable from every message so brothers thank you so much uh, for your time I, I need to back up a little bit. I, I'm, I'm assigned to continue on in Ephesians chapter 5, but I'm, there's just one verse that is a life verse for me that I, I want to take a minute and talk about. And uh, it's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I'm going to read six verses, but I'm going to zero in on verse 1. Okay, so here we go. Therefore I, and I added Paul, therefore I, Paul, a prisoner for serving the Lord... Beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in spirit. Binding yourself together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called uh, to one glorious hope for the future. He's referring to heaven there. Uh, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Could we all say amen? Let me read verse 1 again. Therefore I, Paul, a prisoner for serving the Lord. Beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Could we say that last part of uh, verse 1? For you have been called by God. Let's say it together. For you have been called by God. Could, could you say it to your neighbor? For you have been called by God. Isn't it amazing? There are statements like that in the Bible that when we read them, we just read past them and go on. But that should rock your world. For you, 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 wherever you are, you have been called by God. You didn't come to church because you Well, you did have to make a decision to want to, but frankly, you have been called by God. You didn't become a Christian because you figured it all out. You have been called by God. And just like Peter experienced that personal call. Can you imagine, you know, when Jesus called Peter, here's this man, doesn't know beans from buckshot, you know. He's just a guy. He's just out there fishing for a living. He's a little impetuous. I think he was a little loud. He he was... Designed by God to be a leader, but to be honest, his life was probably a mess. And yet this man, this rabbi, who was doing miracles, amazing things, looks at this not quite as religious as some people kind of guy, and he looks him in the eye, and he says, come follow me, and I'll make you a fisher of men. Now, Peter had no idea what that meant. Had no idea. But just the fact that Jesus chose him and called him because Jesus saw who he could be. And I want to suggest the same thing to you this morning. You've received a personal call from God because Jesus sees potential in you that you don't see. You don't don't have any ability to truly Begin to grasp or understand it. Now, I love the passion of the Apostle Paul in this verse. In fact, let's look at another statement. He says, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. Now, there's fatherly passion. How many of you as parents have ever thought, oh, if my kids could just get this? Anybody? I'm going to raise both hands if that's okay. i got two kids. Okay, if my kids could just get this. The Apostle Paul was all of these people's father. He was their father in the faith. The Apostle Paul was the one who had the vision, he had the courage, he had the tenacity, and the anointing. When he came to Ephesus, it's recorded in Acts chapter 19 on his third missionary journey. He he, he came to Ephesus and he sat down with this small handful of of believers. And and the first question recorded, probably said some other things, but the first question he asked them as he visited, so to speak, that church, that little group of disciples, first question he asked them that morning is, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they asked no we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit and so uh, Paul ended up leading them not only to be baptized in the name of Jesus baptizing water but to be filled with the Holy Spirit and from that moment a revival broke out that literally changed a region of the world the entire continent of Asia Minor was touched by the gospel now they were so upset they tried to throw the Apostle Paul out of town because uh, Demetrius, who was a, a, a craftsman, he had a business uh, making little trinkets out of silver for the sake of uh, worshiping idols uh, in, in the city there. You know, they had little things they wore around their neck. They had little statues they put on their nightstand at bed. Uh, they had little bobbleheads in their car. Um, okay. okay, he was losing business. This was getting serious. We're starting to have a recession here in, in Ephesus. And so he tried to get the Apostle Paul thrown out of town. And Paul would not leave him. Instead, he started school. Spent two years training disciples, sending out missionaries. They owed Paul a lot, but Paul wasn't asking for anything. Do you notice his humility here? He says, therefore, I, Paul, you remember me, your father in the faith. I, Paul, A prisoner for the Lord you know how much I've sacrificed I Paul a prisoner for the Lord for serving the Lord I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God now this word worthy super super meaningful and I'm so thankful that Uh, the the Greek language is full of all kinds of pictures. It helps us understand things. This word worthy was a monetary term. Okay? Uh, I I don't know if you know this or not, but back then, uh, money was real in in regard to its value. If you had a $10 gold piece, how much was it worth? $10. It was a $10 gold piece. probably had, you know, Caesar's inscription on it. But nevertheless, it, it was ten dollars worth of gold Uh, if you had a silver coin it was worth a certain amount of uh, money but that was the weight in that coin okay ours are kind of overlaid and they look nice but anyway um, the problem is precious metal is soft and so when you pass it around society and it get rubs it, it loses its value and that's why they weighed money back then. In fact, if you read in the book of Proverbs, it'll say uh, equal weights and equal measures are extremely important to the Lord, honesty and integrity. Some people would fudge and they'd change their weights a little bit. How many know greed's been around for a long time? Okay, so so they would weigh the money. Now, probably not every little you know ten dollar piece, uh, but certainly if it was a larger amount, it, it got weighed because pretty soon ten dollars is only worth nine fifty. And if it was a big exchange, then you were losing big bucks. And so this word described the worth. When when the apostle Paul says, I beg you to lead a life worthy, he's talking about leading a life full of the value that God has placed on your life. Full of the value. That God has placed on you to die for you. Full of the value that God has placed on your life. To give you the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine? You know, we take that for granted. That God would give us the Holy Spirit. So he's calling uh, the, the people there in Ephesus. He's begging them. to, To live a life worthy, full of value, full value, the full value of Jesus Christ, the full value of the Holy Spirit, for you have been called by God. Why is that important? That's art, isn't it? I mean, we're in such a battle, we've all lost value. We all feel diminished, every one of us. Every one of us in this room feels like we're in a battle up against Goliath. We feel outnumbered, we feel smaller, we we, we feel diminished. We're all, we're we're in a battle. The world has uh, robbed our value. Sins that we've committed uh, robs our value. The fact that we live in a fallen world. I, I don't think we have any idea of how far we have fallen as individuals and as people. I, I just don't think we get it. Do you know that Adam and Eve, they were created in the image of God. They had literally a mind. Like God. What, what does science tell us? How much of our brain do we use? Not much. We only use what, 10%? Something like that? Okay, they used it all. <laughs> there had been no fall. They had creative potential so far beyond anything we can grasp. We, we, we don't understand. They had wisdom. Well, first of all, they walk intimately with God, so they had all the wisdom of God available to them. Not only that purity, they were clothed with light. Can you imagine? It says in Genesis, they were naked but felt no shame. There was no intent towards sin. They had nothing to hide. They were pure. Adam and Eve, we can't grasp how far we've fallen because all we know is a fallen world. All we know is sinful people, and frankly, all we know are the lies that you've been listening to all your life about your lack of value and your shame and your imperfection and the fact that you'll never measure up. How could God love you? How many know we're at war? That's what this series in Ephesians is all about. We're at war. We're a battle, spiritual battle. Father of lies. Lies to you every day. And depending on the depth you have allowed his lies to penetrate your soul, you carry a heaviness every day of defeat in your life. You need to know. You've been called by God. (laughs) Could someone say hallelujah? (laughs) You've been called by God. Jesus personally, just like he did to Peter, he looked into your soul and he said, come follow me, I'll change your life. I'll make you a fisherman. I'll give you an influence and destiny that you've never thought was possible for you. You know, the Bible says things like born again, things like new creation in Christ, and we spout them off and quote them as Christians without ever thinking about what they mean so let me say them with meaning if you've come to Christ you've been born again you have a whole new destiny you're a new creation in Christ Jesus you're not limited by who you used to be you're a new creation in Christ Jesus You have wisdom and potential and ability you've never had before. It's supernatural because the Holy Spirit is living in you. Hallelujah. No wonder I had so much adrenaline this morning when I came to church. Now, let me, me, when I was a, I already messed up. Okay, so when I was a pastor, first starting out, 30 years old, um, in Olympia, Washington, there was an older man, He's about my age. Some of you got that. Okay, he was an older man, about my age. He was in his, can you believe it, 60s. Looked like the ancient of days to me. But anyway, uh, and I was about 30 years old, I was a pretty young guy, terrified. I was terrified. I was terrified. I I felt so inadequate. I don't have anything to say. How can I be a preacher? You know, there are certain older people, you just want to be around them. You know, they're amazing. This man's name was Bill. He'd pastored all his life in small churches. He'd never got to receive an income as a pastor like I've been fortunate enough to do for the last 33 anyway of the 34 years uh, that I've pastored here, and uh, so, but he was amazing, his wisdom. He was an electrician. He had learned to be electrician, and uh, his company uh, was given a job, a responsibility. There was this generator that had been pulled out of a job site, or a factory, or a dam. I don't know. I don't remember that part. Okay. This is 38 years ago, so, okay. Anyway, they pulled it out of that, and they they put it into something. I don't remember whether it's a dam or a factory or jobs. I don't know what it was. But they cut all the wires without any explanation how it ran. And there was no owner's manual. There was no YouTube video. You know, there was no Google. And he had to figure out how that thing ran, how it was designed, and how to put it together and fit it into this line of things to produce what was necessary for that generator. He didn't know one thing on how to do that. But his boss said, Bill, I know you can do this. Because Bill had been working for him for a lot of years. Bill said, I didn't didn't know where to start. never seen a generator like this before. I don't even know how generators work. He said, I I don't even know how, how, you know. He was telling me this in regard to my fear. It, it, the idea that maybe I could, I could try to do what God had called me to do. And uh, he said, I love, I love you so kind. He, he was, we were praying early in the morning. He was on his knees, had his arm around me. And he said, oh, Pastor. <laughs> I'm not your pastor. You're my pastor. He said, Pastor? I didn't know what to do he, he said but I prayed he said in my spirit God began to show me how that generator worked and how it was made and I begin to understand and I, I begin to wire it and work it together he said after about a month and a half I had put that together I had assembled it in this huge assembly line, and we flipped the switch, and it worked. He said, God showed me how to do that by his spirit. How many believe that God is wise? How many believe that God has given you the Holy Spirit? Okay, another Bible verse. Another Christian plateau, platitude. How many believe nothing is impossible with God? Some of you have to believe that. Some people in this generation, young or older, have to grab onto that and live their life for it. Some have to become bond slaves of Jesus Christ. They have to give their life for the sake of the gospel. The apostle Paul says, I beg you, I beg you to live your life worthy, worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Now, I feel like this young child here right now groaning, because I feel like I'm miscommunicating to some. What I'm not asking you to do is get all stressed out about trying to be perfect because sometimes when we try to deal with a passage of Scripture that talks about not worthy, you got to you know, buck up, buckle, pressure, you got to perform. Sometimes we get all stressed out, and that's not what I'm saying. Okay, I'm not trying to stress you out this morning. I'm not trying to make you fearful. It's, it's really important to understand Genesis 5, excuse me, Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. It says, Galatians 5 verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. You understand the depth of that verse? All this religious pressure measure up it is for freedom that Christ has set us free therefore don't fall back into a yoke of bondage super important super super important to understand because we cannot be transformed by human effort doesn't mean that there aren't things we're supposed to do I'll talk about that in a minute <laughs> Okay? But it's not by might or power, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And the change that God can bring in you and through you will always be by his spirit. It's his spirit. We walk by the spirit, we don't walk by a standard or a law. We walk by the Spirit. It says in Romans 8, those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, you need to know the Spirit standard is higher than the law. Someone say amen. Okay. The Spirit standard is higher than the law. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, you've heard it said. Sorry. You've heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. Anyone remember that in the law? I say to you, even if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you committed adultery with her. I don't know. If I was a disciple, I would have quit right there. The rest of you are liars if you don't. Of course, ladies, you may not know how men are wired, but it's a little bit of a struggle. How could I get to that level, to that purity? It is not possible in your human strength. You can't attain that by discipline. all you can do is be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit you come to him broken and powerless and say God fill me heal my wounds all of us have made decisions that heal our that wound our soul heal my wounds heal my soul move by the power of the Holy Spirit now while you're changing and it may take a lifetime you need to know this God is not ashamed of you he removed your sin from you as far as the east is from the west. The Bible says he will never remember your sin. But that doesn't make me want to sin. It makes me want to love him all the more. I don't know about you. It makes me want to love him all the more. And it makes me want to develop an intimate relationship with Jesus That will help heal the wounds in my soul that I allowed to get in there through numerous decisions. And I I know we pick on sexuality a little bit here sometimes. That's not the only problem. Slander. Judgmental attitudes. There are patterns in all of our souls that, that grieve the Holy Spirit. And... And Jesus has called us to an intimacy and a newer standard, a newer level of purity through the power of the Spirit, not just the law, power of the Spirit. I can't get there without the help of the Holy Spirit. Can anyone say amen to that? Okay, so it's in the Spirit that Paul is admonishing. Therefore, I beg you to live a life worthy. In other words, stay focused don't get lazy don't start justifying a lifestyle down here when God has called you here pursue it go after it give it all and then from this verse verse 1 he goes on to talk about the body of Christ how valuable it is that's a three-week series okay and then he talks about um, Uh, in chapter 4, I love David talking about putting on the new nature, you know, like a scuba diver learning how to breathe underwater. I'll tell you, every day I have to put on the new nature. It doesn't feel natural, but I have to remind myself of God's love every day. I have to remind myself that God is for me every day. I have to remind myself to walk worthy every day, (laughs) because if you're anything like me, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, and David did a great job talking about that, and then of course, uh, Philip. Uh, Imitators of God is dearly loved chil- children. Philip, that was that was great, and I I can't take time to talk about that. I just I just know that if you love Jesus, you want to imitate Him. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna. I am i do not know what um. I don't. Yeah, I do know what they're gonna sing. I want to put his words back up here. Thanks for your patience this morning. So. Lord, it's my prayer. I'm going to invite the worship team to come out, by the way. Sorry. I didn't have a signal for them this morning or anything. They're so kind. They'll let me preach for two hours. Uh, Lord, you know, when I was wrestling in my heart, uh, wanting to not offend the spirit and and. and wanting to allow your presence, and yet wanting to say some things that I think I think you said to me, it was a struggle. I pray that it wasn't a waste of time. Lord, I pray that what you said to people would bear fruit. Lord, help, help us grab onto your word here this morning. We, we thank you so much for that. I thank you for this new song we're learning about the Holy Spirit. Such a great song, and it's really so true, Lord. It's, it's all about the Spirit. Rest on us, Holy Spirit. Move in us, Holy Spirit we need you thank you and if you're interested or wondering this morning how do I receive the Holy Spirit you come to the person of Jesus he is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit come to the person of Jesus and then ask him to fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit so let's stand and let's sing this song before we go out the door here this morning